Yo, what is going on, guys? Membro here, back at it with another College Football Weekly podcast. Another great week of college football. So let's get right into it. Uh, the AP poll just dropped as of recording this. So I want to go over to the AP poll, and then we can. Well, actually, let's start with my top ten and my my top uh, takeaways. So let's start with that. So this posted this um, on X Twitter, whatever. My week six takeaways. So first takeaway, Georgia's the number one team in the country. I had my doubts when they really struggled at Auburn, but against a ranked Kentucky team that had looked pretty good up until that point, they beat Florida very handily. Um, overall, they, they looked like they had a pretty good defense. That all went out the window. You look over here. Georgia beats Kentucky 51 to 13. Again, they were in Athens. I think one of, you know, I don't know if this is underrated, but one of the biggest advantages is Georgia Athens in Athens. Their home field advantage is very big. It seems like whenever they play at home um, these past, you know, ever since really Kirby Smart has been at the helm, I would I'd be interested to see what the record is uh, for that for Georgia at home since Kirby Smart because they whenever they play at home it is dominant or at least they're able to grind out a win like we saw against South Carolina where uh, the defense steps up they always find a way to win especially in Athens and in this one it was it was a kind of a rare Georgia night game and they just blew Kentucky out uh out the doors like yeah it was all over um michigan also dominating against minnesota but anyway uh oklahoma is back oklahoma is back dylan gabriel outplayed quinn ewers and i think you gotta now look at dylan gabriel as maybe a heisman contender um see the picture there uh oklahoma and you look at their schedule it is very very possible that for them to go undefeated um the rest of the way and win out um oklahoma overall looked very good their defense looked good dylan uh dylan gabriel is able to um you know the the defense came up with big stops when they needed to dylan gabriel outplays quinn ewers and Oklahoma found a way to win. I would love to see a Big 12 championship with those two teams. That would be the best case scenario with, with Texas trying to get revenge, with Oklahoma trying to get one more win to go to the playoff. Uh, that that would be a really cool Big 12 championship game. Louisville is another contender in the ACC. After they beat Notre Dame, Sam Hartman throws three interceptions. He played just honestly really bad. Um, Notre Dame is out of playoff contention again, and only really just halfway through the season. Um, this, this is a dis- another disappointing year for the Irish and Louisville. You looking at, you look at them. They're another contender in the ACC. They're six and oh now. Um, I don't believe they even have to play, uh, Florida state. Um, so they have a very possible schedule, uh, for them to go out and remember the ACC is uh, just the top two teams now, like with the Pac-12, with the Big 12, um, just top two teams for the ACC. So Louisville is in a prime position to run the table and actually make it to the ACC championship game. And who knows, this would be a really cool kind of underdog story, feels like, 
for Louisville. They really, honestly, they haven't been this good uh, since Lamar Jackson. And even then, um, it's, I saw a set, they, they haven't been 6-0 and since something like 2013. Um, so even better than when they had Heisman winner Lamar Jackson. So Louisville, really big win. Celebrities were there like Donovan Mitchell and Jack Harlow, and they get the win. Speaking of the ACC, and an ACC, what we thought was an ACC contender, the Miami Hurricanes, a coaching catastrophe. Mario Cristobal refuses to kneel the ball. There's, what, like 30-something seconds left in the game. He decides to run the ball. They fumble. Georgia Tech then goes down and scores a last-second touchdown. The Hurricanes, Mario Cristobal is cooked. Um, I have, there's, I just, you know, there's so, you see all the fans are calling for him to be fired right away. I don't know if the Hurricanes will really do that, but I think he'll probably be fired at the end of the season. Uh, This is a killer mistake against a Georgia Tech team that is really just not that good. Alabama and USC escape. Let's start with Alabama. They play Texas A&M, and these games are always very close, especially when it's in that 12th-man uh, Aggie Stadium. And Alabama is able to find a way to win. Jalen Milrow, again, he hooks up with the uh, uh, tight end Burton um, multiple times. He had a very good game. J- Jalen Milrow, you know, you can see he's slowly improving. Again, my, or sorry, Alabama they're just kind of slowly getting better and better. And I think this is kind of um, what you want if you're a Bama fan, if you're going to have a loss in the season. You want it early. You want it so that the team can learn from their mistakes, so that Jalen Milrow can kind of grow throughout the season. You get bigger, you get stronger. And you look at the West, the the, the SEC West elsewhere, LSU doesn't look that good. Ole Miss, obviously, we saw they got beat by Bama. You know, Auburn, maybe they, you know, they tested Georgia. Maybe they can test Alabama. But overall, Alabama definitely has a path back to the college football playoff, um, especially considering their one loss is an out-of-conference loss against Texas. USC, um, they barely escape in multiple overtimes against Arizona. Now, Arizona... They're not the worst of the worst in the Pac-12. I'd say they're kind of mid-range, you know, mid-range Pac-12. They they fell to like three and three though. Um, USC is not a top ten team. They showed that they they were horrible. This defense is not good at all. Uh, they they really couldn't stop Arizona a lot. Defense did get the last stop of the game, but that was only because Caleb Williams put them in that position. Without Caleb Williams, with a um, even above average quarterback, this USC team, it's probably like 500 at this point. Uh, they, they barely beat Colorado. Now they barely beat Arizona. It's going to catch up to USC. You know, they got Oregon on the schedule. It's going to catch up to the Trojans. And if they don't fix this defense, they can't, they're not going to be able to outscore because they're going to run into big time defenses. Like, like Utah's like Oregon's. They're going to run into very good, competent defenses that will be able to at least slow down Caleb Williams. And then you're going to have to rely on the defense, which is proved to be pretty much non-reliable. So USC is in trouble, I think. And they're not really a top 10 team. Yes, they're still in the feed. The season is far from over. But they have have some things to clean up. 
Um, and Dr Drake May is back in the Heisman race. Drake May passes for over 400 yards. Uh, North Carolina balls out. If we can go over, uh, see kind of the stats for that game. They beat Syracuse, Syracuse 40-7. to Drake May passes for 442 yards and three touchdowns. And North Carolina is another undefeated team in that ACC uh, that's looking pretty good. And, and maybe they can sneak their way up into this top 10. I got them on the outside looking in, I believe. We can go to my top 10 now. Let's go down to the top 10. Number one, Georgia again, because they, they kind of sil silenced my doubts with that huge win over a pretty good Kentucky team. Uh, number two is Ohio State. A lot of teams or a lot of people were complaining that Maryland 5-0, and why aren't they in the top 25? Well, they got the doors blown off them against Ohio State. And Ohio State, again, another huge win. And they're, they're, you know, obviously the tests are going to come against Penn State and Michigan State. We just have to wait for those. We just have to wait and see who is the legit Big Ten team. Because out of these three teams, you look at, you know, Penn State and the Michigan, I have them all in a row. You can, you can arrange the Big Ten teams however you want, really. Because overall, when you look at it, yeah, probably Ohio State has the toughest schedule than Penn State, than Michigan. So you can order it like that, and that's how I ordered it, just considering schedule. Again, I think the Big Ten should probably get rid of their divisions because how much more fun would it be to see a a Ohio State versus Penn State a Big Ten championship or Ohio State versus Michigan, Michigan versus Penn State Big Ten championship instead of like a Michigan versus Iowa Big Ten Championship or Michigan versus Wisconsin. Honestly, those teams are not on the level of these top three teams that are all in the same division in the Big Ten. Number five, Florida State. Again, they they pull out a win. You know, a little shaky in there against Virginia Tech, but they're able to handle Virginia Tech. Florida State, again, they have to be the front runners for, uh, for in the ACC. And then I have number six. I put uh, Oklahoma at number six. I, I just thought that was a good place for them for now for Oklahoma. Uh, again, they can run the table and, and end up in the top four, really. Because you look at the teams ahead of them, there's there's three teams ahead of them that all play each other. So Oklahoma definitely has a path to get up to maybe even like number two or something. Uh, then, then we got Washington followed by Oregon, number seven versus number eight next week. That is the game to watch. Game day is going to be in Seattle. That is the game to watch. This is, to me, an early Pac-12 championship preview, almost. Because these two teams so far have shown that they are the best in the Pac-12. USC has looked shaky. Um, Washington State just lost to UCLA. Who, who lost to Utah? You know, you know, who lost to Oregon State? Who lost to Washington State? Again, they literally, I was literally talking about it last week. A whole circle. A whole circle of beating up on each other. And at this point, I think uh, Washington and Oregon are the Pac-12's best hopes for, for playoffs. Obviously, USC is there. And if they can fix some things, they can climb back in. But to, but for me, as you see, they are, they are in the honorable mention section of the top 10. So uh, Washington, Oregon, and then followed by Texas. I moved Texas down to number 9 and then Alabama at number 10. Just because, you know, obviously Texas has that head-to-head -head, uh, win. I, I'll keep Texas in the top 10. Uh, for now, I think th to me, this top 10 makes a lot of sense, but I want to know what you guys think. Leave that in the comments uh, below, or if you're watching like on Spotify, you can leave it on the little reply section as well. And then, yeah, honorable mentions, North Carolina and USC, both undefeated. Um, 
USC has been tested, but not against necessarily great teams. And then North Carolina, they're just kind of cruising their way, and we'll see when they actually play some big boy teams. So let's go over to the new AP top 25. So Georgia and Michigan are going to stay at one and two. And obviously Texas was at number three. They're going to be moving down. So Ohio State moves to number three, Florida State at number four. Okay. Um, you look at all these teams had pretty big wins. These top four teams, you can definitely make the case that these are the four best teams in the country right now. Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, and Florida State. And this looking at it, this could easily be what it ends up in the playoff. It, you know, in the final uh, final rankings. Oklahoma will move up to number five. Now, I had Oklahoma, I believe, at um, number six. I had Penn State above them. Oklahoma at number five. That's a big win. And you can kind of tell, I think, uh, the AP voters, they really liked Texas. And they probably still kind of like Alabama. So that means Oklahoma beating Texas um, moves them way up to number five. That's okay. Um, Penn State at number six. Washington and Oregon stay at the same place. Uh, Oklahoma, probably the biggest jump. They move up seven. And then Texas moves down to number nine. Um, USC is still at number 10. Uh, Honestly, I would move Bama ahead of USC. Bama... They're kind of starting to look better. Like, as the season goes on, Bama's looking better and USC is looking worse. North Carolina um, follows Alabama at number 12. Ole Miss at number 13. That's interesting. Our biggest jumper, though, is Louisville up to number 14. They jump 11 spots. I, I honestly, I put Louisville above Ole Miss. Again, Ole Miss, I don't have a lot of faith in them because you look at, uh, at LSU, their defense is, is pretty atrocious. And yeah, Ole Miss, I, I'm just not as high on Ole Miss. You look at Oregon State at number 15. Utah jumps up two spots, being in a bye as well as Duke jumps up. All these teams um, from, from byes. Interesting there. Uh, Washington State, after losing to UCLA, moves down, and UCLA will stay at number 18, it looks like. Uh, Then we have Tennessee at number 19, and then Notre Dame falling 11 spots. I think they're the biggest drop. They fall to number 21. Uh, They got two losses on the season. They're eliminated from playoff contention. Uh, Real disappointment for the Irish. Uh, LSU stays in the top 25. I don't think they should have been in there to begin with. Kansas at number 23. Uh, Then we got Kentucky after losing to Georgia. They fall four spots. And Miami, uh, they they fall eight spots. They were actually pretty high. And they they, um, get their first defeat. Looking at, I think, Wyoming. Uh, Wyoming actually beat a top 25 Fresno. I think you should put Wyoming in there, honestly. Um, Otherwise, I guess I agree with the top 25 for the most part. Um, I would switch a couple teams around. I put Louisville a bit higher than Ole Miss. Um, You know, this Pac-12, this is the battle of like the middle tier Pac-12, it looks like. Oregon's like all these teams beating up on each other. Oregon State. Utah, UCLA, and Washington State. Honestly, you could arrange them however you want because they all beat each other. They all beat each other. So Oregon State's the highest. Washington State is the lowest. Okay. 
Um, I guess that makes sense for the most part. Um, yeah, overall, that's that's probably going to be it. Thank you guys. Thank you guys all for watching and listening. Um, big game I'm definitely going to try to watch is Oregon and Washington. Top 10 matchup. I believe this is just the second uh, matchup with two top 10 teams. And the, the first one, I think, was Alabama and Texas. And that lived up to the hype. So hopefully this one does too. This is Oregon's first really big test. This is Washington's first really big test. If you want my prediction, I want Oregon. Obviously, I'm, I'm kind of partial. I want Oregon. But just looking at it, the home field advantage in the Pac-12 has been astounding. The home team has won nearly every time. You look at all those matchups with like UCLA, Utah, Oregon State, Washington State, all those matchups, the home team won. So when you look at this in the Pac-12, I think you got to give the edge to Washington, but just narrowly. Um, we will see, though. Both, I think, are very evenly matched. And I think this could be a preview to a Pac-12 championship game. Um, it'll be really interesting to see. Is this Washington's year? Is this finally Oregon's year? We will see. Thank you guys all for watching and listening. Peace.